0: Hello, hello and welcome to Tabletop Game Gal. I am that gal, Elizabeth. and how their campaign is going so far. So this will be more like an interview style. We're also going to review the game, which I have reviewed on the blog before, so it won't be as long of a review as much as talking about the game, what you can expect from their Kickstarter, and how their campaign is going so far. This will be my first time recording on Discord, so sorry if there's a little bit of editing issues. I will try my hardest to make sure everything sounds even and nice, but I did want to warn you guys, I know this is only our second episode, but I'm very excited about this game, and I really wanted to get it out there while the campaign was still going on on Kickstarter, because it is a really great game. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Hey!
1: Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me.
0: Good. How's it going with you?
1: Oh, it's going. I'm pretty. It's pretty been a crazy week. I'm pretty tired, but... Everybody I know that I talk to that runs Kickstarters, they, this is exactly how they feel. But it's the most exciting and most nerve-wracking time all at the same time. But I'm very happy, and, uh, yeah, everything's going great.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. Out of $11,000, you're at 92 16 on Monday night, so that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, it's been amazing. Our first week, people came out strong, a lot of our fans – my friends, the people that played the game, all came out. We were really happy about it. We did a lot of pre-launch work, so we definitely were prepped before we clicked that launch button. And that first day was amazing. It was yeah. just like watching it refresh and just those numbers fly up. And all the people commenting and saying that they're really excited for the game. People messaging me asking for the the link. It was after putting a year of work into something and like actually seeing it like come out that strong, it was It's probably like the happiest day of my life, even better than graduating (laughs) from college.
0: Yeah, because you reached out to me like almost three months ago now, maybe longer?
1: It was longer. I'm pretty sure I talked to you back in, I want to say it was April almost.
0: No, it definitely wasn't April because I didn't start the podcast, I didn't start the blog until May, but yeah, either way, it was at least four months ago.
1: Yeah, so it definitely was a while ago and... We definitely had some lessons that needed to be learned and kind of had to make sure we had everything prepped before we clicked this launch button. And luckily we got everything done on time and we, uh, we did what we needed to do so far.
0: So you have 25 days left on the campaign from starting it to actually starting the campaign. What is the biggest adjustment you had to make to the game?
1: Well, the biggest thing for us was figuring out for players that get voted out what mechanic would work that wouldn't make the game too long. It would keep the same cutthroat, fun, intense aspect of the game, but allow players to get voted out a chance to win and something to do that actually impacts the game. So really, when we came up with the idea of the UN mechanic, we didn't really know exactly what we wanted. We just knew we wanted people to be able to do something. And slowly, with a lot of our other political science nerds, we came up with the idea of the UN mechanic and perfected it slowly, the event cards, then we added those. And that whole thing really streamlined the game and added a lot more spice and a lot more fun because the UN is really powerful these days. Like, As the player count goes down, the UN is always voting. So when you get down to like four players, 25% of the entire votes cast are going to be coming from the UN.
0: Well, and yeah, if making- when I played... Um, our first person voted out, which was FDR, ended up winning the game.
1: Yep, it happens all the time. Like, I played last Saturday. First one voted out was Stalin, and he was doing such a good job in the UN that when the the revival card came up, he was the one automatically picked, and he ended up going to the final two. I won by vote, but still, (laughs) he got to come back and make a huge impact on the game.
0: I don't know how much the FDR, the guy who played FDR, won – because he was doing such a good job in the UN as much as me and the girl who were playing were being so horrible that they just didn't <laughs> want either Well, that
1: does win. it too, you know? <laughs> uh, like, if you come out, you look like a good option. Because yeah, someone has to come back in. People are going to choose based off of whatever reasoning they want. But if it's either the best ally, the best person they could take out later on, it's always, it's always up in the air, and that's what I, – I love the U.N., and I love when the event cards come up, especially the new ones. Um, we had one which was my favorite one, which is um, the, uh, uh, the judge decides, where it's for that following round. The U.N. is the only one who chooses who gets voted for. And after you've been burning bridges and putting people in the U.N., it's really funny to watch that card come up and see who can, like, maneuver and bribe their way out.
0: Yeah, I got. I don't think I would have been voted out on that because the other role was being way more aggressive than me, but the two of us <laughs> were being complete, unbearable, like Molly. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not going to bash <laughs> her in this one. I'm just kidding. Um, so I accidentally jumped right into interviewing you, but let's go back. Tell me about this game. Obviously, I've played, so I'm going to put my input in too, but I want to hear, like, as the creator or one of the creators, Tell me about how to play this game. Tell me what you love about it. Tell me about the game.
1: So Supreme Leader is a game of political survival. It plays 5 to 10 players and essentially takes about 45 minutes to an hour to play. It can also go higher
0: than 10, but it does take a long time because we played with 14.
1: Yes, Um, it does. It can manage basically as many people as you have income pieces for. Um, It just becomes a little chaotic. So we found that 5 to 10 is like the, that's the good spot. Like, my favorite is six to eight. I really like six-player games. They're yeah. more intimate. I mean, I wouldn't suggest playing
0: with 14 because it took us three and a half hours, but we
1: did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, I mean, if you're playing the six-player game, it's going to take about 45 minutes. If you double that, it's going to take longer. But, like, if you play with the with the relative amount, especially with the new event cards and stuff, the game can be a pretty fast game. Like, I, I went through two games last Saturday with people that have never played before, and... Um, I think we were done in less than an hour and a half. We also had the fastest game I've ever played because three people got eliminated in one round, which was phenomenal.
0: That's stressful. Well, it
1: was fun. Every time someone's voted out into the United Nations, an event card's drawn. And this one was called World War III. And with World War III, there's two eliminations back-to-back. So that means people vote, and then they immediately vote again. And two players immediately go into the United Nations. We only had uh, five players in at that time, so two were going into the United Nations and then I was Fidel, and Fidel's ability is that he can only be eliminated by vote. Stalin's ability is if he's voted for, he can eliminate another player. So I advocated for us to get rid of Stalin, and everybody listened to me. And then then when Stalin was voted out, he eliminated another player, and I went to the final two, and they're like, why'd you do that? And I was like, because I knew that Stalin wouldn't be able to hurt me. And I just convinced all of you to vote for him because I knew it would be a safe bet for me, which was just amazing. But anyway, so... Back to describing the game. (laughs) Sorry. So Supreme Leader, it's a game of political survival. It's a voting, social manipulation, and deliberation game. Every player is randomly dealt a famous leader in history, such as Stalin, FDR, and Cleopatra. Every player card has a faction to it. They have a unique, special ability. They produce an income, and they have an influence marker on them. The game is made up of five simple phases. The first one is production, where you just take the income that you're...
0: Anybody who really fast. Anybody who's worried about like, oh, I won't like this game because I don't like history. I am not a history person in any way, shape, or form. You do not have to know these leaders in any way to enjoy this game.
1: Absolutely not. I mean, as long as you like arguing, you'll like this game. Yeah. (laughs) But then, so for the first phase for this production, where you get to take income pieces specified based on your player card. The second phase is the buy phase, where there's a marketplace on the table. You're able to buy what are called strategy cards to uh, bolster your plays or diminish your foes. They uh, do things like stop someone from buying cards. They can eliminate a person to the United Nations. They can stop someone from voting. They're really, every single one of them is really important and they all have unique abilities on them and they really do change up the game. And There's 50 of them. So that's for the buy phase. Then the main meat of the game is the deliberation phase where everybody sits around the table and they decide who's going to get voted into the United Nations. Now, no one wants to go in the United Nations, so players are making alliances, they're bribing one another, they're playing cards, they're doing whatever they can to not be in the United Nations, but someone's going to end up there, so that's the next phase, it's voting. Someone counts down from three, everybody points simultaneously, the person with the most votes joins the UN. Now, when you're in the UN, you get a collective vote, and all the players in the UN, they have to come to an agreement, or it's majority. If they tie, their vote's null. And then the, the following phase is the event phase, where an event card pops up. And these change every single round on what you want to do, how you want to behave. Sometimes it's the two players with the most amount of money are the only ones that can be voted for. So during that round, you'll be trying to spend all your cash and get rid of it because you don't want to be in that hot seat when the deliberation and voting phases come up. That's basically the game, but the real meat of the game is the deliberation. It's a game where the main mechanic is you. Like, you are putting yourself out there. You're making these alliances. You're making these deals with other players. And the better you play in the games, the better you actually play. Like, there's no dice or anything like that. It's just collecting votes, collecting alliances, and making sure you don't burn the wrong bridges.
0: Creating those groups, when we played, that was really, like, the most important thing was just knowing, okay, I've got this person in my pocket for this round. And then we were really bad about, okay, guys, in three and a half rounds, we're going to attack her. So we, like, really (laughs) planned it out when we played. I enjoyed this game a lot. I said that in my blog. I obviously backed the game for you people. I've encouraged everybody I meet to back the game. I think I've shared it on Facebook, like, four or five times. I even reviewed it on Facebook. So if you guys see my name, that's me. It's Elizabeth, not Tabletop Game Gal on Facebook, though. Um, so I really love this game. I think it's a great one. Hold on. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay, but thank you. I, I, I really love how much you love the game. And
0: I do It's really... amazing
1: that when you put so much work into something that you love and to watch other people love it as well, like that's like the best feeling ever. Like this whole gratification of what we've been able to do so far and the amount of fun. Like, on last Saturday, when I sat down, I didn't know any of these people. It was the dude who sold me my car insurance. He heard that <laughs> me talking to my dad about a board game, and he loves board games. So he was like, why don't you come over and demo it for us? I was super nervous. I had no idea what these people were like. I didn't know what their habits habits were. I didn't know, like, their personalities. And I sat down, and I set up the game. Within the first round, they were all hooked. And they were yelling across the table. They were bribing. They were betraying their family members. And then when we were done, I thought we would transition to another game. I was, we played, like, one round of Mafia de Cuba. And as soon as we were done, they were like, can we play Supreme Leader again? That was amazing. I was like, absolutely, we can play my game again. <laughs> and they're
0: like, uh, yes?
1: Yeah, it was It was great. Like they, Everybody got the hang of it so easily, too. Like, I really wanted to create a game that had depth, but it wasn't overly complicated.
0: I definitely think you succeeded in that. Like, it's not a surface level game, which I love party games. are one of my favorite kinds. And that's a problem I have with a lot of party games is they only like kind of scratch the surface. But this one really does have a lot of things going for it. You've got like strategy and obviously you have the party game mechanic of being able to play a lot of people. And you have like the different alliances. You have the different powers. So it's almost asymmetrical in a way. I, I think it's a great game. I I mean, I've made that very clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For me, I think one of the things that's the coolest about it is um, the fact that every player card has a unique, very unique special ability that I don't see in a lot of games like ours. Like, it really does change the way you can play and, like, the way you want to play and, like, what you can do is based off of your card. But even then, if you get played, like, a weak card, but if you're able to gather votes by the way you're able to talk and being charismatic, like, there's not many games that equal themselves out in that way. Yeah. If like I wanted like one of my favorite games of all time is The Resistance. Like when I was in college, we played hundreds of games of The Resistance. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a game that created that same atmosphere of tense, talking, laughing, people yelling, but I just didn't want to do another so- social deduction game. Like the market's really full of social deduction games. There's nothing wrong with them. I love them. I love them all. They're really really fun. I just didn't want to do another rehash of a social deduction game. Yeah, for the I record, like,
0: I don't love them. And I was expecting to like <laughs> this game okay when I played it and not love mm-hmm. it, but I obviously ended up loving it. When I interviewed you, I was like, yeah, it sounds like a good game. Like, we we'll at get it on the table every once in a while. And now it's like <laughs> permanently, like my print and play copy is permanently in our game bag. Like, I always bring it with me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. That makes me so happy. <laughs> All the things we really wanted to capture, too. Like, if you're not a historical person or you're not a political person, you'll still enjoy, enjoy the game. But yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: because I real- have no idea who the character I played was in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I can't pronounce his name. It was the I'm I'm gonna assume African based on the name, gentleman, uh-huh. and he had a leopard hat on.
1: Oh, Mobutu Sese Seko.
0: Yes, way to go.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's who yeah, I played. He-
1: he was a wild character. He was um uh one uh a leader of um of the Congo, and he was known for wild antics. Like for example, at one point he changed his name to I think it was like 27 words long. Like his name was Mobutu Sese Seko, the all powerful, the all knowing, the etc. Well, that et probably should have been what you put on the card, but missed <laughs> That'd be so funny. Like half of the entire player card is just his name, but he had people refer to him as that. So. I love, too, when I do this and I put these in here, I've had people reach out to me and they've learned about these leaders and they've learned about their history and the way they've impacted the world negatively or, or positively. Most of the time in our game, it's negatively, but it, it does give a huge um, history bo- uh, boost to some people. Like, for example, Mobutu, 17% of the entire country's GDP was his salary. That's insane. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs>
1: Like, if that, if that country was, like, if they only made $100 million, which they didn't, they made way more than that, that would mean, like, $17 million would be what, how much he would make. Compa- compare that to the President of the United States whose salary is 400000 <laughs> and This yes. is for a small African country. But,
0: um, I'm really proud of myself for guessing African correct, because I looked at the name <laughs> and was like, I'm going to say African.
1: Well, a lot of these people, for political and historical nuts like I am, they get a huge kick out of it. They're like, I've never seen a game with Pinochet in it, or I've never seen a game with, um, with E.D. Amin in it. And those things are just like really big little hits for people. And sometimes people have their own political views and stuff like that. Like, for example, my friend Keith, he's Jewish, so every time he plays a game, all he wants to do is kill the fascists. And because you're given a mulligan, if he's ever dealt a fascist, he always just gets another mulligan. And even if it's not a good strategy for him, he just loves killing fascists and it's great little seeing people role play a little bit with that obviously you can't role play too hard like there's some people in there that you don't want to role play (laughs) no
0: i mean (laughs) i murdered the entire table when we played but no i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's so many aspects that i enjoy especially for politics like it really dives down into a lot of the nitty-gritty like people think of like if if you get a coalition of leaders against you in the international realm you're going down if you don't have a strong ally but they what I like
0: a-, a lot is that it is it is a political game, but it is not a modern politics game. Like I don't and maybe I'm wrong. I or maybe I just played with people who had my same opinions. I don't think that this would spark like a debate between people because like no. everyone's gonna be like, no, Hitler was wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's the one that we really want to do. there' no agendas. Like, the factions, for example, they don't have any agendas behind them. They have their abilities. They don't even have to work together, but sometimes they work better together. But we did that, and then we kind of wanted to avoid contemporary politics. Like, we didn't want to put any of, like, the America politics that's going on right now because I kind of want – I thought it was kind of in bad taste. I thought if maybe we wanted to do an expansion pack, then people that want to play contemporary can. But I'd rather just keep it where it's fun, it's historical – my yeah, game. it
0: definitely it definitely feels more historical, and if I personally think it's like a little more pure that way. Like I would feel comfortable bringing this out around people who I'm Facebook friends with, but I don't follow because of stuff they post. Like I would yeah, feel comfortable yeah, no, sure. bringing this game out with anybody, regardless of.
1: And I think of that's you. a great thing too about um, just tabletop gaming in general is that if you have a solid game or whatever, and it doesn't have anything like an agenda behind it besides fun. That you, it kind of bridges some gaps. Like for our playtest, we had a lot of people that had diverse political views. Like I'm a political science student, so that's the only reason why I know these, because I know these people. And once the game started and everyone started betraying everyone, no one was uh, Democrat or Republican anymore. They were all leaders trying to kill their friends. And Like what's more fun than that? <laughs>
0: Oh, it was one thing I liked. One thing I was also nervous about was I was nervous there was going to be some cards that I didn't necessarily want to see in there that I would have kind of stuck to the side of mine. But there's not. <laughs> it's it's all fun and it's all in good humor. And no matter mm-hmm. what character you get, like there's a lot of stuff you can do, and you can come back from, which I think is really fun.
1: Absolutely. Like we played. I, I'm just reverting back to that play test again. Sorry, but no the The first one we did this guy named andrew that we played with this was his first time playing he was in the pocket three rounds in a row of people wanting to vote him out the other side wasn't big enough for an alliance and he was able to talk his way out of it three rounds in a row and it was just amazing like what he was able to pull off and he was yeah. like doing these deals i'll play these cards i'll buy you this card and he was able to survive for three rounds like if you are good at convincing people you will get out of those tough situations i had which oh mobutu oh, okay
0: <laughs> mobutu um i had him and next to me my friend who is also named elizabeth she had a yellow card so she couldn't vote for me i think it's the color um yeah so i basically the whole game was like uh her vote's gonna be whatever i am and she totally just let me get away with it and she totally voted <laughs> with me every
1: round that's amazing. That's so funny.
0: So that well it's
1: amazing the way that people come up with enemies and stuff. Like for example, Cleopatra always buys first if she's in the game because she produces the most. So people are like, Well, she's gonna buy first, so let's get her out. And if someone playing Cleopatra, the first thing you'd say would be like, Yeah, I buy first, so I can buy you cards. I make more money than you. Let me be your ally. Don't vote for me, I can buy you stuff. But if you're just like, Oh yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, I guess I'm pretty strong because of that. Like, that's not what a leader says. A leader makes him or her sound powerful, and it would benefit the person on being on their side versus the other side, you know?
0: Yeah, and her power is that she can change the vote of one man at the table still, right?
1: Yep. She, um, gold cards can't vote for her while they're non-gold cards in play. So if you're a gold card and want to get rid of Cleo, you have to work with a different faction. And she's able to switch the vote of male players. So when dudes are like, yeah, let's vote for Cleopatra, she's going to look and just be like, I'll change your vote, buddy. But she can only do that once for one player. And then she can do it every single round, but not the same player twice in a row.
0: love that, power, I think that's so funny. And that is a People male love. human, not a male card, because unfortunately there are not as many female leaders in the deck. Because there's not Which as many.
1: changing. That's one thing we're really working on changing.
0: That would be a dope expansion.
1: Yes, it was an expansion. I think it's even a little bit offensive that we're making that as an expansion rather than just having that in the core set. But we've already paid for the artwork and stuff. But in hindsight, I really wish we would have included more female leaders into uh into the base game. But at this point for production, that's, that's where we're at. And I hope no one gets mad about that. It there was just there some, are female
0: leaders. You didn't actively leave them out.
1: Yes, of course. We were so. not... Well, we had a couple in the original. So when we first started, we had, like, 30 leaders. This was, like, back when we were using index cards and stuff. And some of the ones just got cut, not because they're women or whatever, but it was just because sometimes people just weren't excited to play as them. Like, we had Margaret Thatcher, who was, like, in the beginning. And, like, no one was ever excited to be Thatcher. (laughs) It's,
0: like, the one person I know. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Well, it's, like, sometimes people just aren't that exciting. Like, we had Abe Lincoln in the original one. And nobody was excited to play as Abe Lincoln. He just seemed too nice for such an intense, intense. Yeah, tough I can game.
0: definitely see like where the cutthroat people would—no pun intended. I'm just kidding. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, where the cutthroat people would really do better than like more the passivists, for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not even that because I've played so many games, and one of my favorite things that I watch is the ally win where the person who's been advocating and talking across the table so much ends up becoming the target. And the person that's kind of, like, sat on the side and, like, been brought up by voting in accordance ends up winning the game. It's happened so many times because people are just like, well, he hasn't or she hasn't done anything bad. She hasn't done anything mean. We're not going to vote for this person. And then it goes to the final two, and you usually have one person who's been awful and mean and just cutthroat, like, the entire game. And then you have this other person who's been really nice, gives money out. Yeah, now on the... this was
0: me and Elizabeth. <laughs> two Elizabeths, since I just took over her vote for her every round. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many ways you can play it, and that's what I, I love. I really love the way that I have never played a game of this where two games two games have ever even been remotely the same. Say the gratification that I see people get out of this game is something I don't see in a lot of games.
0: I think I would be most interested to play this with people who don't know me because people who know me know that I'm a bitch. <laughs> but like strangers <laughs> look at me and think like this girl's gonna be sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's true. Watching <laughs> random ple- uh, people that don't know each other play is really funny. Like Mike did a playtest a while back and I think it was a board game Betty and um there was a group of people and like they had friends but like no one all collectively knew each other and like someone like got uh one person into the u.n and the guys like all right i'm in the u.n now i'm coming for you bitch and like they didn't even know each other and it just <laughs> got so easily, and it was just hilarious that these two people didn't know each other or, like automatically like, i've hated you for your entire life type of ink
0: oh my god that's <laughs> but- hilarious
1: but, like, all in the sport of the game. Like, I've yeah. never seen this, like, last where people... It's not a, It's not like a monopoly. I'm going to flip the table because I. there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to lose type of thing.
0: Well, what's really good is that you can always, like... Because I get really frustrated as a game player when I get eliminated from a game early on, and then I'm like, well, everybody's playing this game, so let me sit here and look at Reddit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Player elimination is awful, and I'm so happy that... That was one of our first mechanics that we knew was going to be an issue. We just didn't know how to fix it because we wanted a game that was like this, for voting for people, and coming up with the UN, I don't want to say it was brilliant, but it was one of the best things that we've done for I the think game. it
0: was brilliant. I think it was a really good option. It's, for me, and what my fiancé Chad has said often, is it separates you from so many other games that are on the market right now with the voting mechanic. Like, it puts you in a different level because you're not truly out of the game. Yep. Yeah. On Kickstarter so far, what has been your absolute favorite moment?
1: I will say that coming in, we were doing our estimates and stuff, and we're guys that um, we like to just be really realistic rather than like idealistic. And we were like, first forty-eight hours, you know, we'll get twenty percent at least, and then we'll have to do groundwork for the rest of the three weeks. Like that's the way we thought it. My coolest moment was was when I hit launch at um at midnight which is uh, 10 o'clock my time, but midnight in Florida, two hours behind from Orlando. But um, So I clicked at 10, so it would be midnight for everybody in, in Florida. And my am- amazing moment was watching it go up from the beginning. I think we got to 20% before I went to bed that night.
0: Yeah, and, that and w- I heard a rumor that your first backer was really – awesome and like a super gorgeous board game loving person
1: <laughs> yes thank you so much for being our first backer <laughs> it was actually really funny that uh my friend david um who's uh, in our trailer and stuff she was also waiting for us to go live so he could be the first backer and he was so like uh, not like a genuinely but he was like no i missed it for well, getting the second place hold on
0: I refreshed it because I'm not great with Kickstarter. I only back to a few games, and I was like, "Oh no, there's two people. Was I first or second?" And then you, you were like, "No, you were first." And I was like, I told my fiance, I was like, "Heck yes, I stayed up even though I have to get up at six a.m. I was first. <laughs> I beat their friends. I beat their parents." <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, you was
1: like, are first. And that means amazing. Like for example, like you're a genuine fan of ours. Like we,
0: I do love this game.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, I mean that's the, that's the coolest thing. Like, because you know we have other reviewers on here, and they're all amazing. I'm not talking bad about anybody, and they do a good job of evaluating the game. But you're one of the ones that we have who consistently play our game, enjoy this game, and really want to watch it succeed. And they all do too. So I'm not I'm not trying to talk. Oh, yeah, to that I'm sure well.
0: everybody who's played the game wants it to succeed. It's a great game. I just yeah. like am very passionate about this game because because I felt like I could play it with my. 19-year-old brother or my 40-year-old friends or my 27-year-old friends like me I felt like it really was a game that I could play with a lot of people that wasn't just like oh this is what's popular at this very second.
1: Yeah no 100% like the one thing we've noticed about the game is as long as you like to argue you will like this game. If you want a game that's really social and a lot of talking you'll love this game. Someone that really likes a lot of talking a lot of memory moments of people bonding and yelling at each other and creating like real big power plays that become inside jokes. Like our game has it. Like that's what we're, we do all the time is we have so many stories and memories that people still bring up in social media chats, um, inside the Facebook groups I'm in. And it's been the happiest time of my life making this thing come true. And to see us at 80, over 80% funded in the first, uh, today's day, day seven because today's Monday. Right. Yep. in seven days is phenomenal um stuff like that's gonna it's gonna be some leg work to hit that goal now
0: and I then hopefully the when we hit
1: that goal we'll get some uh people that want to up like we got stretch goals
0: i would like the thirteen thousand dollar level hit where you get a game board for the strategy and event cards
1: yeah yeah no that'd be fantastic and as soon as we hit that stretch goal um we'll have an image of what it looks like
0: now these custom gold income pieces at fourteen, are they what's in the picture, the little gold squares, or what are they?
1: No. So right now, what we have three options that our manufacturer is working with. It would either have our logo on it, they will be coins, or they will be these little gold block uh, uh, blocks of gold, like the ones you see in like uh, like the movies, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have three options we're going to work with, and if we unlock that, we're going to ask the backers on like what they what they would like to see for the Income style. These pieces are wonderful. They um, they will be smaller. They're really big in the prototype, but it's just because we we're doing a prototype. But um, they should be five millimeters if we don't unlock it. And they'll be gold and they'll be plastic with metallic paint so they feel a little bit like metal.
0: So what's your favorite tier of Kickstarter? Out of all of your tiers, which ones do you well, think is the best? Well, one that
1: sold out that was a phenomenal one. For a hundred dollars, you're able to choose any leader in history and put them into the game. Um, that one sold out, I think, within the first two days. And we're actually going to be getting artwork for that um, tomorrow. I'll be sending it over to our artist, so people will be able to see what people choose. We don't have all of them in yet. We have some of the people that they know for sure, but um, yeah, like I think that one's amazing. Like there's you could, you get to choose any leader you want to be designed by an artist. Your input on his or her ability and included a thousand copies of of our leader pack like that's such a great deal
0: now i know with your base game originally it was going to be the base game plus the expansion but now it's it's all in one box so is that how it's going to be permanently like whenever you guys start to do retail and all that or are you going to separate it out again and just the original base game plus the expansion are kickstarter exclusive
1: Uh, yeah, so basically what happened was we really wanted to include an extra pack for cards and stuff, but we saw that it's way easier just to add cards to the game than spend a thousand or more dollars doing expansion. So we decided that we would just put extra cards into the game that are chosen by fans. It democratizes the game a little bit. It gives people more involvement in the game and deciding... Um, what's inside the game, and I think that's a really beautiful thing that um, we're giving to our fans is that every time you open the box of Supreme, Court, you can have a card that you made that you can always play with. I don't have any other game that's like that, except for the ones that give you like those blank cards where you can make your own. But this is something we can work with fans too. We can tell them what would work, what won't work, um, why this would be a little bit better. Like we know the game really well. We just want to make sure that if you ha- if you back that tier, that you're going to have a card you want to play with that's special for you. So that will be inside our retail. Our first 1,000 copies of Supreme Leader will have the base game plus that 25-card booster pack. It won't have the 10 leader pack. You have to pledge the $40 for that one,
0: though. Very cool. So after the first 1,000 then, because I have confidence in you guys, you're going to do way more than a 1,000 copies of this game. Are you guys going to include it still, or is it just like a first 1,000 thing?
1: Uh, So this is our goal for 2019. Um, we've been talking about it a bit. We don't want to shoot too high or whatever, we want to do something reasonable. Is we have two more Kickstarters planned. We are planning on doing three 20-card expansions for Supreme Leader the Base Game, which will give you five leaders, 15 strategy cards, and five events. Um, this will allow more leaders to be in there. It would be add more cards to the game. We might be able to put an extra little mechanic, like a variant that people can play with the game. So that's one of our goals, and then hopefully by this time next year, we'll actually be rela- relaunching Supreme Leader reskinned with a mythology theme, with Zeus, <gasps> Apollo, my idea. Thor. <laughs> well, uh, we want well, we know we have a really fun game, but we know that for um, our I market, I think it be uh,
0: mythology. <laughs> I told you that during our first interview. I love that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's our plan, and I think it opens up a little bit more because I know. Um, people love our game. People love playing as our game, but some people aren't political or some people might not feel very as excited as I am to play as Joseph Stalin. So we want, we want to create another version of it where people can have just as much fun and, um, we can add more, a little bit variance to the game, tweak it a little bit. So it's not exactly the same. And then you can play with both those games together. So you can have Zeus versus FDR and all those types of different, um, uh leaders and gods which i just think would be hilarious so, excited. And a lot fun. <laughs> so yes that is our goal for uh 2019 2019 um,
0: a reskin with mythology
1: yes and then three leader packs as well i think um those will be really nice because we're only going to charge probably five bucks for them so you get 20 cards for five bucks and um when people are picking up the base game or whatever, we're going to do our pre-orders online through our website. So if you do a pre-order and you see someone that you really like from history or whatever, or someone really grabs your attention, then it's only $5 more and you get 20 cards. Like, I think that's a pretty good deal, and I think a lot of fans will really enjoy that too. Because one thing I get all the time when I play is they say, you should have this person in the game. This person should be in the game. This leader should be in the game. (laughs) So that's our hope.
0: So what leaders have people been suggesting or what's been, like, your craziest, like, what? You want that in there kind of moment?
1: Well, <laughs> well mine, um, uh, the, the what, biggest what was my friend Keith. He's in the trailer who's a huge Supreme Leader guy. But he's also the biggest history nerd I know. So he chose some leader of uh, from Paraguay that um, I don't even know of. And I studied political science. But that was the one where I was like, I don't know who this is. So we'll have to do some research to figure out his ability and stuff. But that one's cool. The one I'm probably most excited for was one we had originally that somebody chose uh, immediately, which is Genghis Khan. And my favorite one for him is his ability. We don't know what his passive is going to be, but it's once per game, Khan is able to eliminate any player that has not received a vote in the voting phase.
0: Oh, that's a big power.
1: That's a big power, and it makes him very threatening. And his other ability is probably going to be something about stealing money or being able to take money or take cards because, you know, he was con, He was a conqueror by his armies running across the entire continent of half the world and taking whatever he wanted in his golden horde. So we want him to be a tough, destroying type of character rather than FDR who's like an econ- economic and a diplomatic one. So,
0: so he's in the base game?
1: No, he will be in that ten card. Um. Uh. The the leader Oh, pack. the bonus leaders. Yep, yeah, the bonus leaders.
0: So, has anything like really, really memorable happened in Kickstarter? Like somebody who you didn't know leading up to this backed you, and messaged you, or somebody yeah, um, matched pledges? Or what's been like the biggest, most memorable thing? The other
1: really than cool. The, first night? Th- the really cool thing was. Um, uh, just people from Europe really wanting to play this game. Like a lot of people that like to drink beer, like especially in Germany. And um, uh, what's the other one? In, in Austria, we've gotten the tons of backers from Germany and Austria. And I was just, I was surprised. I, ne- I didn't really think we were going to get that many European backers. But it's my first time ever running a Kickstarter campaign. But I had one guy who reached out to me, and he does a, he is in charge of the regional gaming group for this area inside Germany. And he was asking me if he could order 10, 20, or 30 copies, if we could um, cut him a deal, you know? Because he he's like, do I have to pay that shipping cost for everyone if I did that for the regional gaming group? And I was like, no, just let me know how many you want to do, and we can figure out some way to help you out and help pay for it and stuff. I'm just more happy with people playing the game and getting the pledges and building the fan base than I am about, you know, making money or being strict on how much it's charging for uh, large orders, you know, we can't cut deals for small orders, like, we already are subsidizing shipping with the $7, but, I mean, if we have large orders, we're definitely more than willing to try and accommodate and help out anyone that's interested in the game.
0: Yeah, because that puts you more into, like, a retail kind of mindset, so you almost yeah,
1: exactly. It. exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. But that was the coolest one, like, I just, some person from halfway across the world wants to buy a couple copies of my game, the game with this gaming group and that's that means a lot it's uh, it's an amazing feeling
0: has there been any big adjustments to the rules since you started it or i guess since playtesting since you started the playtesting have you made any big adjustments to the rules
1: like since we started the the game in the beginning stages or since the kickstarter or no what?
0: i would say since since you started like having other people play it like i i played it obviously um Rachel, Bordy, and Betty played it, and she I, I think she borrowed y'all's copy. Yep,
1: yep, somewhere. she did. Yep. No, uh, we've had a lot of rules revision. It's not as much as any of our rules um, we had to change. We had to put in for other people to understand the rules, if that makes sense. Like We yeah. know how to play our game, but we're having, we needed a lot of work on writing things down for people to understand how to play our game without us being there to tell them.
0: Yeah, cause I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure I was the first one to play without any of y'all there, and so I was like messaging you, like, "Hey, what does this mean? Hey, what does this mean?"
1: Yep, you were. Yeah, I believe you were the first blind play test we had. We've had a lot since, um, and it's given us some of the best feedback ever. I always get super nervous before someone does it. I remember I was really nervous the night that you played. And I, I don't remember where it was, but, I, like, in my head, I can remember being nervous about it. Well, yeah, because you were in Florida
0: loving. at the time, and we didn't wrap up till like, 1 a.m. Central Standard Time, so I'm, like, messaging you at 2 to, like, 3, <laughs> just like, oh, uh-huh. my God, I loved your game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, especially, I don't think when you first played, did we even have event cards when you first played?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think
1: we, so. We did? Okay, yeah. all right. No, that was when we had the beginning ones. That was back when we only had, like, I think Yeah, five, there was two, only, uh, like, nine.
0: ten. I yeah, know yeah, new ones cool. are out because I, wa- I watch everything you guys post. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other day, an event card, there it was like, this is an event card. And I was like, whoa, that one's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's one of our biggest changes, especially the event cards. The one that was actually great, actually, now if we're talking rules, that I think is amazing is actually we had fans who actually introduced – um not a mechanic, but a mechanic for understanding rules. So we just put this in uh, about a month ago because a lot of cards contradict each other and a lot of specials do. So we created a card hierarchy. So the top of the hierarchy is event cards. That means nothing below it can affect an event card. Then the second tier is specials, which means that cards, if cards are in contradiction to specials, specials take precedent. And then the third tier is strategy cards. And if two strategy cards are in conflict with one another, the one that costs more has precedent over the other one. And that was a great way to iron out all these, all these issues because we were trying to think of ways to streamline a little bit, um, make it more clear, and this card hierarchy that we've introduced has uh, almost eliminated all card discrepancies in play, which has been an amazing fix. And that was done by David and Keith, who were just two of my buddies who I barely even knew when I started on this project, and I mostly bonded with them over supreme leader and how much they love the game they used to come to every single play test and they still do play tests, like every weekend just trying to get our game funded because they like it so much like they're phenomenal guys if they listen to the shout out dave and keith you've been two of the best supporters we've had great volunteers and i love you guys and i hope we can have a beer again when i get back to orlando and um the other one that we have now that we have in the rule book is an optional that players in the un can trade and i've let i've let that up for the players. Um, I don't play with it when I play my games, but I know other people that do. That was something that was offered to us as well by a guy named Shane Sullivan. I believe he lives in Massachusetts who is was a blind play tester. If he listens to this, shout out to you too. I appreciate the support. But I I don't want to, like, gloat, like, be one of those people who say, like, I created the best game ever because I didn't. I don't think I'm one of those people. I think I've made a really good game that's really fun. And I think one of the aspects of that is that it's a very involved game, that there's – The only round where there's not going to be action is the production. Taking your money is the only time where there's not going to be people talking. Yeah, which
0: is like two seconds.
1: Yeah, but like every other one, the buy phase, it's usually people talking about, I'll give you this money if you vote for me so you can buy this card. Like every round, there's some type of involvement going on. The event cards shake up every round now. They're amazing. I love them. The revival card is one of my favorite things because when that revival card pops up, it's the one chance or second chance to get back in and it's up in the air you're not automatic it's not the third player to the right rejoins it's like every player in the u.n has to choose for one of them to rejoin the game and they can't vote for themselves and they have to decide in one minute like oh it's so much fun
0: <laughs> well i i like how passionate you are about your game like obviously everybody's passionate about their own game but like you genuinely seem like even if you didn't invent this game you would enjoy playing it
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it was. Uh, it's always nerve wracking every time that I play my game to new people. Like I said, I was nervous on Saturday. But the thing that's given me a lot of confidence now is I played my game probably a hundred times, maybe more. I've had three bad games. That is uh, an amazing ratio. I've had three bad games. That was just because it wasn't. That was people's style of games. It was nothing against the game. They all said that there was fun. There were fun mechanics and stuff. But it was not their their type of game overall really we've been just nervous as hell super nervous trying to figure the whole thing out we all made a pact during the kickstarter that if we get angry with one another that it's just it's not personal that it's just a stressful time yeah and then sometimes some, you just
0: have to take a lap and cool down
1: yeah and then and then since we've launched it's been just none of us angry at one another or anything it's just been a lot of uh stress but not even as much stress it's just been a lot of work like um Shout out to Mike, the guy who does all of our videos, Michael Arcuri. That dude on the first day did an eight-hour shift or even longer. He woke up at, like, 8 in the morning and messaged people until I got off work, which was 8.30 his time, and he was still going. Oh like, he's been putting in so many hours. He's been a phenomenal help. And um, he does a great job in the promotional videos. And overall, just I think we have a really solid, for our company, a team. Like, we're all really supportive of one another. And... Um, I think that's a a really strong way to start a game that everybody loves and everybody's passionate about, for sure.
0: What are you absolutely most looking forward to?
1: Two things. Um, The first thing I'm most excited for is once we send the files to the manufacturer, uh, that essentially means it's happening. After we do get our digital proofs and we do our payment, that'll be like the coolest feeling ever. Like, Hey, we've done it. Like this game's going to production. Like it's going to be manufactured. It's going to be shipped and it's going to go to all the people. So that's really exciting. It's probably actually tied with once everybody receives their games and they probably start sending us pictures of them. us getting them. So that's really exciting. And I'm just really excited to move forward. I'm excited to get more titles on this, uh, on our game. Like our, our hopefully goal is we're going to do our first large box game in 2020 or 2021. And that'll be our first big uh, big game since hopefully we'll have some revenue then to support a bigger game. And um, overall, I just, just want to have – I want to get more people into tabletop gaming, which is one of the things I really want to do with Supreme Leader. I wanted to create a good entry-level game because as a college student, I love tabletop gaming, but a lot of people don't know it. And sitting down with like, a big box Arkham Horror or Twilight Imperium is going to scare every 21- to 23-year-old kid out the door. So I wanted to create something that was dense, fun, Uh, every game was different, it was loud, and something that people would be like, this is really fun. There's got to be other games I haven't heard of just like this that are out there. So I want to grow the hobby. I want people to fall in love with rolling dice and playing games as much as I have. Overall, I mean, it's been a really positive thing. One thing I've always loved is the tabletop community has been overall a very good community, and it has very little uh, toxicness to it.
0: Not creator, just player. What would you say really encapsulates your game?
1: I would say what really encapsulates our game is social manipulation. You are manipulating your friends, and you're manipulating everybody else. You're playing for yourself, but you have to work cooperatively to win, and that's something that's very... um, uh, specific and unique about our game is you're playing for yourself, but you have to work with other people to get ahead. So, I think that's really great. And social manipulation is probably one of my favorite parts uh, dynamics of the game.
0: So, base tier is $25, it gets you the base game, and then there is a $40 tier, and that gets you the base game plus the expansion. And then what's
1: the next level? The next level is for $80, and that one you get to vote on the theme for the extra 25 cards, and you get to choose a strategy, and event card strategy, or event card to be in the game. So if you're a history nerd or someone that thinks it would be a cool card, you're able to put one of those in the game. I got somebody that wants to uh, do a card for Hannibal's Elephants. The, uh, Hannibal was a leader that marched elephants over the Alps like a crazy person, but it was a brilliant military decision. That's just kind of a cool card to include. Then our next one is sold out. That was to include a leader in the game. And then our final tier is for $250. It gets you a leader. It gets you a strategy or event card. You get a signed copy by us, and you will get a prototype of our game mailed to you as soon as the Kickstarter is completed.
0: So those are all the levels you can back at. Check it out. I will post the link to this on the blog. I know I've posted it before. You can also follow Supreme Leader on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They keep all of them pretty well updated. Um, I follow on all of them, but I see a lot on Twitter and Facebook, which I think is nice.
1: Twitter and Facebook are two of our biggest platforms for sure. Um, Check us out. If you have any questions, please message us. We are almost instantaneous. We're very helpful. We love to answer questions. Literally anything, if you just want to say hi, I will say hi back to you and we will become friends because (laughs) I am just as much passionate about my game as I am about gaming and getting people into the hobby or showing the support for people that are already in the hobby. This is my love. My closet, I probably own more more board games than I own clothing.
0: (laughs) So here at Tabletop Game Gal, we like to end every episode with a question. So do you have a question for everybody?
1: Yeah. What? Let me know who your favorite historical leaders are. So, about- oh, sorry. So you can tweet me,
0: <laughs> Tabletop Game Gal, or you can tweet at Supreme Leader TT with your answers for who your favorite historical leader is. We will see you guys soon, and thank you for joining us.
1: And thank you for having me. And thanks for everybody that's listening
0: thanks to so logical for the music chad for the audio engineering and supreme leader for joining me today and thank you for listening as always you can rate and review us on itunes if you enjoyed the show if you didn't enjoy the show then you just go on with your day and don't worry about the rating and reviewing process have a great night y'all